Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? It's the Melchester Odyssey again. Um, without further ado, I have in both of my hands the 9th of July 1983 uh, issue of Roy of the Rovers, newly increased to 20 pence as of last week and uh, it promises on the front cover because of course now we have the front cover has got the start of the Roy the Rover story on it so there's yeah. not a lot of space for um, previews of other things that are in it which there used to be and it just says mm. sign please Leicester City Star do you want to have be, a guess li- uh, I was going to say Lineker could it be Smith no I am going to say Lineker 83 so well, yeah, so Lineker would have just broken into the team at Leicester. Is that your guess? Yeah. It's Lineker. It's I Lineker. Knew it. I believe that might be the Lineker picture in the Roy the Rovers 80s forward. Is it? You know, you know in our annual, Lineker yeah. does the forward. He does. And, and I think they use an old picture of him from yeah. back in the day. I think it might be that. Yeah. Interestingly, in a red Leicester City away kit, an all red away kit that looks not unlike, say, yeah. Liverpool's kit. And that one was, if you suggest a footballer, you win three quid. They're knocking out three quid left, right, and centre here. This was suggested by Samantha Grucock of Leicester. So uh, well done. Three pound was winging its way to you, Samantha. How many three pounds actually go out though? Or oh, they've been like, they don't fucking complain. They, in the end, they give up. They keep leaving messages. We say, oh, it's probably a problem with the Royal Mail. It hasn't been privatised yet. Don't worry. Once Maggie gets around to privatising, it'll be more reliable. But what are you going to do? Public sector workers, very lazy people. Anyway, uh, old tight. I'm sure it'll turn up eventually. And in the end, they just give up their kids, aren't they? Yeah. It's, well, we, what we do is we call it a war of attrition. Uh, they keep coming again and again. Two or three times, and then they give up. So uh, Who blinks first? It's like a Mexican standoff. <laughs> So that's the only thing that's, that's teed up on the front cover, Leicester City Star. Um, the Roy of the Rovers story, it says, there was a warm reception for Roy Race as he led out an international side into Melchester Stadium, but it was not the kind of reception he was used to. Um, I mean, it says a, a warm reception. <laughs> I can't you believe they've got a speech bubble coming from the cloud going, you Judas cunt. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit rest- racy, uh, isn't it? For say the least. Cunt. Yeah. It's C star star T. But still. 
Um, I mean, yeah, at least they're getting a little bit more authentic in their fan banter. <laughs> Who's the biggest so, Judas in the history of Sunderland? The biggest Judas in the history of Sunderland? Who, like, um, do you give loads of shit? Is there an individual you've ever given loads of shit to when they've come back? Off, I mean, Jack the, Colback went from Sunderland to Newcastle, didn't he? But yeah, he wasn't but we exactly asked. a star. We weren't yeah. really asked. I think the probably the worst will have been Darren Bent. Because he scored 20, 24 oh, he scored goals, all those in, the goals in the first chance he got, and, and, and then just decided, yeah, he fancied going somewhere else, and he went to Aston Villa, where he was uh, a flop. So yeah, and Aston Villa a bit of a sideways step as well. It's not like he kind of went to a Champions League club and could justify yeah, yeah. it that yeah. way. Yeah, so probably probably him. There's, there'll be others, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. There's not all many right. players that go from Sunderland to Newcastle or have done in recent times. No. Um, Nah. There's fucking loads who go from West Ham to Tottenham historically and West Ham to yeah. Chelsea. But, you know, fuck all that. feed a club. Mm. Well, um, anyway, so Roy is running out in a green shirt with white sleeves. Looks a bit like a Hibs top. Uh, yeah. White shorts, uh, green socks. This is the, um, the the Roy Race 11, I think it is. or in, An international side it is. Um, and he looks concerned because from the crowd comes the shout of Walford a welcome to you Roy <laughs> <laughs> fucking cunts and from the top area boo <laughs> comes from at least three different people in a one speech yeah. bubble come on let's all get together and do it that will maximise the volume and our chances of him hearing us one two three you sir and you sir come on all at once on the count of three one two three boo, boo. <laughs> try it once um, more but with extra O's boo <laughs> take a deep breath inhale first then your boo will last longer <gasps> <laughs> From your diaphragm. Boo Boo from the diaphragm, everyone. (laughs) I actually used to go to a singing workshop at weekends. (laughs) So Roy looks perturbed as he's coming out. I mean, it says a warm reception for Roy Race. My definition of a warm reception is a positive thing. This is not what I would call a warm reception. I call it a bit spicy, but it's not warm. Um, And he's not happy. And then the players who are running out behind him, there's, there's three of them that we can see. One of them's reveling in it with a big smile on his face. The th- second one looks a bit worried. And the third one just seems to have seen someone at the corner of his eye who recognises. Um, so it's going to be uh, interesting. Yeah, well, these ball cunts, I think that's because we're into 83, that, that's like their um, idea of what the hooligan element looked like. Yeah. But because there are two of them, they're, they're very aggressive looking and bald and one of them I have to say has his arm up almost like a Nazi salute but thank god his hand is in a fist and not flat palmed Um, but still I think the inference is clear Andy yeah I'm just trying to find the page that we're on some Nazis in the crowd took issue with Roy's recent transfer to Walford where the fuck is it I can't find the fucking thing what are you looking for? There's too many pages in this fucking thing now. Oh, yeah, there we are. See, you've, you've already moved ahead from the front cover. That's what's Sorry, happening. Mate. But, yeah, they they are. They are. They are definitely the... Um, the, uh, the aggressive... Some neo-Nazis had infiltrated the Melchester Pretty crowd. Much. Yeah. They were handing out leaflets, casting doubt over the exact 
circumstances of the Holocaust, whilst yeah. also whilst also <laughs> berating Roy for his recent transfer. Yeah, both standpoints are possible. Um, um, but these yeah. lads don't. They, to be fair to them, they're bald, but they look like they've either had chemo or just have plain old alopecia because their heads do not look like as if they've been shaved they are shiny they are shiny domes domes they look like the lads from right said fred they do actually maybe it could be those they turned out to be wrong ones i'm not saying they're nazis but put it this way if it turned out they were at this stage you wouldn't be in the least bit surprised (laughs) after some of their antics during the pandemic well one of them is appears in david boy's blue jean video playing the bass Right. Well, do you remember that video? It's, it's set in a little, a little underground N- club Nazi, somewhere in London. Right. And it, and um, and he plays the bass in it, and it's ruined it for me now. Well, honest. Bowie was, was had some Nazi vibes in the seventies as did. well, so maybe yeah. that's where it all started. Maybe that it all adds up. Yeah. Talking so, of um, celebs who were like right wing and toxic, and yeah. I know this will be quite old news by the time this episode comes out, but we're recording this just after the news is broken. What about Doc Cotton being a Tory who gassed rabbits in a biscuit tin? I didn't know about the Tory thing, but I knew about the rabbit gassing, yeah. There's a quote well, from her saying, Darling, I c- you couldn't get me to vote Labour if you paid me. I am a Conservative. <laughs> also, unconnected, I used to gas rabbits in a biscuit tin. Next question. <laughs> un- un- unconnected, you say? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, hit, hit the... Uh, Hit the art, not the artist or wherever it is. I can't Listen, we're in a good I will say this and then we'll move on. Mm. Not everyone who is a Tory gasses rabbits in a biscuit tin, but yeah. everyone who gasses rabbits in a biscuit tin is mm-hmm. a Tory. Yeah, there's that Venn diagram, isn't there? Get yeah. get that on a fucking T-shirt because yeah. that is political fact. I mean, you can say it different times, but that's, that's hardcore. Yeah. She said, I, what is it the the, the the quote after that was something like um, we gave no care to field animals in those days field <laughs> animals she field goes animals. people would be outraged she tried to fucking dress it up as those were the times but that's bollocks in fact yeah. you know what? I'll call my fucking dad after this and ask him that would yeah. be an interesting conversation I haven't spoken to him in weeks dad yeah, just a quick way, one was it <laughs> standard to you. gas rabbits in biscuit tins back in the olden days Right. What kind of what kind of gas did she use? How did she so get access to gas? But she was Not really like, oh well, that. that was just the way things were. We didn't have the internet, so we had to gas rabbits. And then she dissect. She said, I used to love dissecting. Yeah. I'm sorry, but no, that is. In fact, I am going to fucking ring round some old people I know now. Yeah. I really am because this doesn't add up to me. Go around a nursing home and just ask around. Do like I live opposite pool. an old people's home, mate. Right well, opposite. Yeah. I can fucking I don't know, like because they were very worried, obviously during COVID, but they might let me in now, or if not, I could tap on some of the windows and just say, yeah, "Open just... it just a little bit." Yeah. Did you ever guess a rabbit, Missus? Yeah, I live across the street. It's all right. You don't need to be scared. I just need to know if you ever guessed a rabbit back in the olden times. No you judgments. Ask your ask your it's pals. just for a project. It's for a project. Um, this is about okay. June Brown. No, no, we didn't. <laughs> You're the we've fifth had, one today. We've had this all morning. Leave me alone. Are you my daughter? No, I'm not. I'm afraid I'm not, Mrs. I'm just a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a journalist. 
<laughs> and as Britain's top journalist doing what Britain's just top journalist does, getting his finger well and truly on your fucking pulse, out of the nub of the story. Um, so yeah, we're on that. We're on that first page of the the double spread inside, uh, and the uh, the shouting at him, Rovers reject, Rovers reject, and there's a banner. Fuck me. There's a big banner, which must be about 20 metres wide. And it says, we used to love you, Racy. And they've underlined used. We used to love you, Racy. Who has gone to the fucking trouble of doing that? And they're still, you're still, still calling him Racy, which is yeah. quite affectionate. <coughs> Excuse me. So I feel as if that's... um. They're, they're not quite sure. They've gone to the trouble of making a gigantic banner. Yeah. And yet the sentiment behind it is slightly kind of ambiguous. Yeah. I mean, they're hurting, aren't they? But they still love him. They sound like they want breakup sex. <laughs> yeah. Like, I hate you, but I want you to fuck me one last time. <laughs> he might do that, but in a footballing sense only. Yeah. Um, believe me, I intend to. So... He's thinking, uh, it's hard to believe that I'm listening to the Melchester fans. That infernal television interview has got a lot to answer for. Um, and then the, the box, which gives us the update on what's happening, explains everything, in case you're new to this. Roy had given the interview shortly after joining Walford Rovers as player-manager, following a row with the Melchester directors. It had given the mistaken impression that he had no regrets about leaving his old club, hence the hostility of the Melchester fans in this benefit match for Vernon Elliott. <sighs> um, and it says, but not everyone in the vast crowd felt resentment towards Roy. And there's the two uh, Nazis. Uh, one of them is shouting, boo! And the other one's shouting, rubbish race! Um, three fellas, a couple of rows in front, look disapprovingly at them. Um, you wouldn't fight them, though, would you? Fucking hell. Um, and one of them says, Whatever you think of him now, pal, just remember this. Melchester Rovers wouldn't be the greatest club in the land if it wasn't for Roy Race. God. Um, Don't call me pal, cunt. Yeah, bang. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking want some? Um, He's got the little uh, little earring, which was a um, funnily enough. Back then, skinheads had like a little gold hoop in one ear, didn't mm. they? They did down there anyway. Mm. Um, but now you look in, it looks sort of like I don't know. It looks looks very old fashioned. Well, it's, it's sort in... of like what it's a it's could be a, like a pirate. Um, mm -hmm. There used to be all sorts of playground theories about which year meant that you were gay. I was going to say that. In the that, days when if you were gay, you had to communicate through visual clues I, rather than just saying, yeah. I'm gay. I was just going to say that. The, the right ear suggested that you were gay. Yeah. So everybody had their, just their left ear pierced. And this fella's but got I his right I don't know if that was true or whether it was just something that homophobic or... Um, yeah, homophobic sort of schoolboys talked about probably and I think wearing a, a lavender coloured hanky in your back pocket as well was another well, different hankies meant different things didn't yeah. they about what you were up yeah, for what you again were into. was this playground homophobia or was there some truth in it I'm not sure get the hanky touch. thing was a playground if, thing if but... you were a gay in the 80s please get in touch and let us know <laughs> 
<laughs> that would be really interesting, actually. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, this wouldn't be the greatest club in the land if it was for Roy Race. And then in the next film, he'll always be Roy of Melchester Rovers to me and me. Good luck, Racy. Three of them there, fucking okay. yammering away. Roy's, Roy's thinking, I haven't got a fucking clue who I ate more. <laughs> Those pricks are the ones who are fucking slagging me off. <laughs> I mean, at least the ones who are slagging me off have got something about them. These lot are just fucking plain creepy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's warming up with Tubby Morton. He's just chipping some gentle shots to Tubby from about six yards out. Whoa, careful, right? That one could hit me in my knuckles. <laughs> Not too you hard know, or too fast, boy. I'm full of sausages. I uh, know what's funny about your knuckles is that they can gain weight too. A lot of people don't know that. But I think it's just like your guts that get fatter in your ass and maybe your chin. But what people don't know is that if you eat enough sausages, then your balls start to get dead fatty and even your willingness and all. Oh, my missus, she don't mind it. She's got, got a nice fat willy. <laughs> I've mean, I just got to take a word for it because I haven't seen it for about nine years. Oh, I would say it, but I can sometimes reach underneath my guts and squish it between my forefinger, you know, Ross. Oh, you know how you do. No, I don't. Otherwise, <clears throat> it, it does feel like it's getting quite a lot of fatty insulation. It feels like a sausage. I find it reassuring <laughs> just to play with it when I don't have access to a regular sausage. I, I can't get hard, hard like, because... <laughs> My arteries have got so hard and thin from all the cholesterol that I eat that the blood simply can't make its way into my penile passages <laughs> to give it hard on. <laughs> so I don't touch it sexually, it's more like stress relief, you know. Ah, <laughs> boy. I thought I this was a strange request, but would you start referring to me as Fat Willy? No, no, I fucking want Tubby. You're Tubby. Tubby Morton. Well, but what about this then? Tubby, inverted commas, Fat Willie, close inverted commas, Morton. Um, no. No, it's too much of a mouthful. Well, I've done a lot for you over the years, some of which is in the public domain and some of which I will take to the grave. But I think you and I both know but I've done a lot with you and I've really asked for anything can return. <laughs> it's better not be a fucking hint of blackmail about this, Tubby. Because <laughs> it feels like there is. Oh, all I'm saying is, right, I haven't asked you for much. Now all I'm asking is that you sometimes, sometimes, call me Fat Willie. <laughs> no, Fuck it's yeah. a definite no. And if you want to threaten me, we're letting things out about what we did in the woods that time. That's up to you. But trust me, it'll end up backfiring. <laughs> Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Jalapeño. So, yeah, uh, and then uh, Vernon leads out the Melchester team and everyone shouts, Hooray! Um... Roy thinks to himself, according to Vernon Elliott, I reckon I'm going to need all the luck I can get, especially where Vic Guthrie is concerned. The super brat has really taken exception to those remarks I made on television. <laughs> we see super brat Vic Guthrie warming up with a powerful shot past Charlie Carter. Um, I'm still worried he might bear some small resentment over me almost having him imprisoned for an attempted murder he had nothing to do with. <laughs> He spent a lot of time in prison just on my say-so. But I've said to him, I was confused. I'd been shot in the hair. I was throwing accusations around willy-nilly and I just, I just, you know, things got out of hand. But I think we've put I it behind us. Him, I said, Vic, until you have been shot in the hair, please do not judge someone who has been. <laughs> do, not, do not attempt to put yourself in the mind of a man with a hair injury. Um, And then also Mervyn Wallace... He thinks to himself, so is Mervyn Wallace. Vernon warned me that they're planning to give me a tough time. Fucking hell. Um, approaching kickoff Bring time. Bring it fucking on. Yeah. Approaching kickoff time, the Melchester Stadium was full to bursting to witness Roy's return. Um, and he's thinking to himself, oh no, he's not thinking. It's, um, someone in the crowd shouts, There hasn't been a crowd like this here for years. What? Mel, Mel Park doesn't sell out for every game. I thought they were the greatest club in the land. What the fuck? Uh, what is this? Um, and well, they've all turned up for a testimonial. For a fucking testimonial where yeah. none of the players are going to be making an effort anyway. Jesus. Um, so, Vernon is sent to Roy. Uh, uh, I'd forget all that stuff about Mervyn and Vic Guthrie if I were you. I'm sure it's only a lot of talk. Yeah, Vernon, it's talk that you sent to me. You, you warned me. And now you're trying to say nothing's going on. What the fuck? Fucking mind. I'm even more suspicious and fearful now. Roy just says, "Let's hope so," and he thinks. But whatever happens, no one's pushing me around. I'm coming back to my old patch to do a favour for an old friend. (laughs) This is good, and it'll take more than a couple of mixed-up old pals to stop me. (laughs) Fucking mixed up. Can't get their fucking knots straight. Mixed-up old pals. How many mixed up old pals do you reckon you've got in your life? <laughs> Fucking all of them. I can't. I can't. I said the other day to my wife, I couldn't think of a, sim- a single friend, really, especially an old friend who I had who wasn't <laughs> like on, on some level mixed up and bananas. But it's okay because I obviously count myself. I'm not standing in judgment and saying, "Oh, they're all mixed yeah. up," whereas yeah. I'm not. I'm totally fucking straight-headed. I'm um I'm as mixed up as the next cunt, so it's fine, really. We're all in it together, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. we're welcome to each other. That, that's what I think about my mates. It's like yeah. they're, they're strange and balmy and sometimes difficult to be with. But then I think, well, yeah, so am I. So, I mean, fucking hell. They do me the courtesy of putting up with me, so why shouldn't I do the courtesy of putting up with them? <laughs> it's like this big self-help group. Yeah. 
So, uh, and it kicks off this testimonial match and a group of fans in the crowd shout in unison, They're away! Which I've never heard shouted at a match before, but okay. Okay. <laughs> the um, game has commenced. The game <laughs> has commenced. Everybody watch the pitch. The game has commenced. Uh, what? That's a song, isn't it? <laughs> Why are you all looking at me strangely? <laughs> Ding dong, the game is on. Everyone shout hooray. Do a dance, do a dance. The game is underway. Bing, bing. Here comes a kick. One, two, three. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Melchester fans, the worst fans in Britain. The worst and strangest fans in Britain. But Royce Royce prepared for this from uh, this attention from Wallace and Guthrie. He's running towards Mervyn Wallace and he thinks, for a start, they forget that I know the strengths and weaknesses of every player of the Melchester side. <laughs> all in all areas, including sexual. Psychological, uh, technical, emotional, sexual. (laughs) A lot of them had strange relationships with their mothers in childhood that they mistakenly (laughs) opened up to me about. (laughs) That was one of the reasons why I recruited them. (laughs) Whenever I sign a player, I get them in uh, in the interview, and it is an interview, to tell me everything they can about childhood trauma. This is information I can subsequently use against them. <laughs> it's a brilliant system. I devised it with Blackie and Ben Galloway many years ago. <laughs> so he says, uh, he thinks, for instance, Mervyn Wallace tends to throw his legs apart just before he tackles. <laughs> <laughs> he likes to throw his legs apart and let rip a great big fart. He does it to intimidate opponents, but it leaves him vulnerable. <laughs> So he says, he thinks, so I'll nutmeg him. And he does, he nutmegs him. But this frame where he's nutmegging him, it's another one of them where the colour of the frame has changed and it's just got like a wash of red and orange and yellow in it and Roy is now playing for some reason in a red shirt instead of the green one he's been in. It's I think what's happening... It's it's something that's happening regularly. I think David Skew might be microdosing on acid. Yeah. At at some midway point. He's watching a lot of Duran Duran videos. Could be that as well. um, television commercials because around this time moody lighting became very big in pop videos yeah. and adverts and even films yeah it was you all... know tony scott making films like top gun and stuff like that mm. very moody like the yeah. lighting changing color and skewers like that and yeah. the microdosing it had all it it just come over dead 1983 in his aesthetic well i mean top gun was a few years down the line so maybe once again this has influenced popular yeah, culture. Maybe, maybe Tony Scott, maybe Tony Scott was looking that. at this and thinking, aye, aye, interesting use of light and colours. I might have yeah. that for that fighter jet film I'm going to make with that little cunt Tom Cruise who can't stop calling me. <laughs> Keeps so saying he wants to make a film about fighting. I said, there's not a war on. Who's interested in fucking aeroplanes fighting? He goes, no, it's a fighter jet uh, training academy. I thought, fucking hell, I'm asleep even listening to the idea. No cunt's going to watch this. And you know what? I still haven't to this day. I've never seen Top Gun. I haven't seen it in years. I think it's I think it's basically shit, mate. I mean, yeah, it's just one that, of those that things. that was the impression it, I got lot, when it came out. There, there is a lot of films from the 80s, not all, but there is a lot of films from the 80s that because people have a nostalgic affection 
for the time of life they were in. Yeah. They go, ah, oh, it's a classic, but it's like you know, I always say about the Goonies, like the Goonies, ah, oh, the Goonies. If you watch the Goonies mm. now, you will not only find it deeply unamusing, it is extremely irritating. I don't know if you've ever had to be to a, fam- at a family party where there's quite a lot of young relatives who are just right. running round and round in circles shouting. Yeah. And playing a game that seems to have no fucking rules or purpose. Yeah. It just involves a lot of fucking wild shouting. And you know how irritating that is when you're at a family do. Yeah. Right? It's Imagine like watching a film that is that for right. 90 minutes. I've, no, I've never seen the Goonies, the Goonies either, mate. Well, don't. But I won't. There's, there's so many of these films I'm never going to watch. Nah. I think it's, it stemmed from like at the, the time, like the songs from the soundtrack that got in the charts. If I hated the song, like with Top Gun, Take My mm. Breath Away, I fucking hated that. Bow, 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 yeah, bow, so bow, I'm going to fucking go yeah. watch the film. Fuck that. Well, uh, that film was that that was made by, uh, if, you, if you're going to do anything about um, the 80, about um, Top Gun. Um, all those movies you're better off just reading the book which I think you have high concept about the life of the producer oh, Don yeah. Simpson that's better who was, yeah. who was super mad so if you're going to engage in mm. any of that just read that book yeah and like he he, he kind of was the, the champion of the high concept movie yeah where it was sort of like don't fuck around with all this pretentious stuff like in the 70s with nuanced film scripts get a sort of a visual concept and then build a film around that and um, he literally just had seen in Esquire magazine an article about these um, fighter pilots, uh, training fighter pilots at some sort of military academy. And Mm. it was the Cold War and there was no actual conflict going on. So all they had to do was fuck about in these state-of-the-art planes. But it being Esquire, what they'd really done was get some amazing photographs. And, you know, these guys were like handsome, clean-cut, kind of trainee pilots with aviator sunglasses and cool uniforms and shiny helmets Mm. right standing next to sexy fucking aeroplanes and Don Simpson was on a sufficient amount of cocaine that he ripped the page out took it to Paramount Studios and insisted that they invest millions of pounds and turn it into a film just on the basis of that the film was commissioned on the basis of the magazine article yeah yeah, and uh, that's quite interesting. But the film itself, less so. Okay, I'll I'll endeavour to never watch it. So mm. he's he's nutmegged uh, Mervyn Wallace, and it's, it's it then says as Roy bored on, like I guess like a boring machine that would that would fucking bore mm. a tunnel. Yeah, there's a lot of people sent me the uh, story of Colin Furze, the YouTube inventor man who's built oh, uh, yeah, dug yeah. A, an an incredible tunnel under his home. Um, thinking I mean it was kind of them because they know that I'm obsessed with digging that I wouldn't be aware of this but they're wrong because me and Len have been fans of Colin Furs for years and with this particular project probably his biggest ever project we've been watching it in real time ever since it started which was about yeah, a year ago yeah you've been talking about him before haven't you yeah yeah and this particular project where he built a t- he dug a tunnel from his workshop to his house so he could just walk across in the rain without mm. having to get wet which is something I would love to do between my house and this beta modular potting shed. Yeah, and uh, but anyway, while I was watching it, one of the episodes, at one point he did get a boring machine, and it was fucking brilliant. <laughs> it was a machine. It was this huge hydraulic machine, and it just fucking really slowly and powerfully. It's very satisfying to watch. Sort of pushed 
into the like this is when he's already he's dug down mm. and then he's pushing along yeah? Yeah, yeah and you think how do they push along without all the earth just falling down this fucking boring machine just like pushes against what is effectively a clay <laughs> bed just slowly pushes through it all and then any yeah. soil from above it kind of just spits out you know it's just boring magic isn't it does it it's boring magic and it's well worth a watch even if you just watch that one episode about the boring machine it's lovely really lovely and relaxing okay so um yeah he, he thinks no chance of beating Vic Guthrie like that his timing is too sharp but he's always been a fraction slow on the turn and he, he's got a, a, another teammate to the right of him on the outside it's Jeff Giles actually and he thinks so I'll try a wall pass and he shouts, one, two, Giles! And Giles, are you over on the back page? Giles, he hits it back to him. He shouts, there you go, Racy. Vic, Vic Guthrie. Oh, no! Uh, Roy's left oh, foot. Oh, he's made a cunt out of me. It's the rocket! And saved by Charlie Carter, who has got um, a, a much shorter, tidier haircut now. Since Roy's mm. left, and he's palmed it over the bar. Roy, Roy, no, let me have haircut for many years. <laughs> yeah. Now Roy gone. Finally, have haircut. I could make embrace, me much more aerodynamic and happier in appearance. And also, Mrs. Carter, much happier with my appearance now. <laughs> Charlie, feel um lighter. On on the go. <laughs> There's a quote from. Uh, Roy Keane isn't there that I saw recently from when he was at Sunderland and um, who was that Scottish keeper you had Gordon uh, Craig Gordon Craig Gordon and um, he's, and there's a quote from Roy Keane saying yeah uh, they said like a journalist says oh Craig Gordon's form has been improved in recent weeks and Roy goes yeah that's because he got a haircut and they think it's worked wonders for him <laughs> It's the same with me. You get a haircut, you feel lighter, you feel stronger, you feel more dynamic, sharper, more focused. Yeah. He didn't really say he was dead serious, yeah. but I can kind of believe that. That's true. I certainly feel I like. more... I feel better when I have a shave. Like, yeah. some days, I like, you know, like, I get my beard and my head get very, very fussy. Mm-hmm. I haven't shaved a few days, and I, I do it all at once. And when I come out, I feel much more ready I had, to I had work. that very same thing this week. I did my head yeah. and my face at the same time. You just feel better for it. it. You come out alive. and you feel lighter and you feel sort of ready for action. Yeah, nimble. Yeah. There's a, anyway. there's a, I always, when I'm doing it, I always think of a scene in The Wire where the mayor is fighting an election <clears> and he thinks he's got it in the bag, but then he starts to realise that his opponent has actually made some gains in the polls. And so you just cut to this scene and the mayor is shaving off his beard all the way through the show. He's always had a beard and he's shaving off his beard. And as he wipes it away, you see for the first time his face clean shaven. Yeah. And he does look much younger all of a sudden. And Mm. he goes, that motherfucker made me get my game face on. (laughs) Sometimes I mutter that to myself after I've uh, shaved my head and face. (laughs) That's what works Get your game face on, mate. (laughs) Your podding face. My podding Uh, face is on. So Roy goes over to Charlie says, Nice one, Charlie. I don't know how you got to it. Charlie is not amused. He says, Everyone else seemed to know Roy when you were <laughs> running the club. And I'll tell you something else. Oh, fucking hell. If Blackie Grey drops me, it won't be because I've been replaced by an old pal of his 
Oh, oh my God. Fucking meow. Fucking hell. Um, and Roy. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put that in um pipe and smoke it. <laughs> yeah. In peace pipe. Peace pipe. <laughs> Roy, Roy thinks he's talking about Tubby Morton. Good grief. Uh-huh. It looks as if I'll have to keep my eye on Charlie too. And then oh, suddenly you know, just, they're all out to get me the cunts. They are. He looks around them. Behind the goal is that big banner that says, we used to love you, Racy. He's got Mervyn Wallace glaring at him. He's got Vern, uh, fucking uh, Vic Guthrie glaring at him from the other side. Charlie Carter's behind him. And he says, it, it's, it's as if I'm surrounded by enemies. Well, yeah, you are. You cunt. So deal with it. And that's the end of it. Um, and it just says next week the game develops into a Roy race spectacular oh classic Roy responds to all the criticism not by opening his heart but by effectively bullying them yeah with his talent yeah exactly so uh, there we go that is it from this one Uh, Mark's at a 10 for that what do you reckon I like that I'm going to give it a 9 a 9 strong 9 yeah so there we are. We'll be back to see what happens next time. Uh, next time. So, goodbye. Goodbye. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 